It's the Ben's Punani woman's baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Every sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind. I'll fling out my straws to you for all the bullshit things you do whenever you try me straws will be there let me cast your clot with joy and laughter Revenge is all I'm after Whenever you try me Straws will be there Don't you know, dickhead, yeah Straws will be there Straws will be there Whenever you try me, straws will be there. <laughs> Woo! Another song, another day, and it's me, Kelechi, in the place to be. Ha! <laughs> yeah, and you are listening to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mum. Um, why do you know what's mad? You like, I must be a true professional. <laughs> I must be a true professional because I have just spent two hours, two hours in traffic. A journey that when I was leaving my yard took me 21 minutes. On the way back to head to the office, it took me two hours. But you know why I think that I'm not like irritated by it? It's because I ultimately believe that when we're running late and certain things happen, I'm like, I don't even know what God has protected me from. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm thankful. I am thankful because we don't see everything and we only want to work on our kind of time like you know I we only want to work on like our time frames but you just sometimes things are gone I'm not saying this for you people that just like being perpetually late and you don't respect your your friends or your people's time not talking to you lot I'm just saying that generally speaking like I was having a great time in a car while other people I could see them like they were getting frustrated like boo 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 everyone was beeping their horns because we were trying to come through East London I went to go and film something with um, this wonderful woman um, for her project. And that's why my nails are done. My nails are so cute. You can't actually see them right now, but they've got the most beautiful, like fine art on them. They're so cute. Um, So I went to go and do that in East London. 21 minutes to get there. I got 21 seconds to go. Hey, I got 21 seconds to go. Hey, if you love me, let me know. I'm in the studio. I got 21 seconds before I got to go. Do you see me in a video? Oh no. Do you see me in a video? Oh no. You knew that was coming. If you know the way my brain works, you know the moment I kept saying 21, it was bound to make its way to the forefront of my mind. Yeah. I mean, I would like to say we've got 21 episodes to go, but we don't. Is this like... This might be the penultimate one, if not the, yeah, it's the penultimate, mm, no, I, th- yeah, it's the penultimate episode of this podcast. <laughs> um, yes. So anyway, yeah, 21 minutes to get there to do the, um, was there for a couple of hours to film the stuff. And then on my way back, I was like, that's when I'm going to come and record the podcast. Um, only to get stuck in traffic. But like I said, I was having a great time in my car. Okay. I was living it up. Um, because uh, I can't come and stress myself. I can't come and kill myself in this life. Do you see it? Um, it is what it is. And also, I think the reason I wasn't stressed is because I, there's, I'm not coming to meet anybody here. You know, I'm not. No, there's nobody else that's affected by my timing. Um, kind of slightly lev and picking him up. But apart from that, like, it's all good. So, yes, I should be like, oh, I was in traffic in for two hours. But it is what it is. I'm. It's better to be like late than late. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes, well, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm just 
very glad to be recording as I know that we come to the end of whatever this is. Um, Although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. I don't belong to anybody, actually. I'm not singing that part. Um... But we haven't, well, we've come to the end of the road for the people who aren't coming on the website, but we haven't come to the end of the road for all the rest of the people, them. And it's so funny. The time that I'm now like, yeah, heading out at the end of the month, that's when my videos are going viral. Like I've had in the past like few days, the virality of my social media pages has been mad. Um, And people are like, wait, I just found you. What the fuck do you mean you're going? Well, yeah, I'm I'm out. But you know, you know where I be. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. You know, it's one of them things. Um, but it's so funny because I was saying last week that Colby was saying to me how, you know, my progressed uh chart, my my progressed birth chart shows a teacher, and every single comment was like, Thank you so much for teaching me this. Thank you so much for teaching me this. And it warmed my heart because I feel like sometimes I can get clouded, I can get a bit jaded with like who I am and what I actually contribute to the discourse. And so it was just beautiful to feel appreciated. Not that you man don't appreciate me, but do you get what I mean? Like it was cute, <laughs> but I'm still leaving. <laughs> Cause what's her name said, and I am telling you, I'm not going. You're the best side that I've ever known, but I'm going, I'm going. I said, I'm not leaving. Yeah, I'm not leaving. But you're still, you're still, you're still, you're going to love me. Okay. Um, good news. Good news. I have good news for us all, not just the gospel. Um, good news is that we have a live show. We have a live show. April 13th, the 13th of April. Saturday, is that Saturday 13th of April? I believe so. We will be having the final live show of SYM. By then, I might even be a distant memory to so many of you. They'll be like, SYM? Fuck that. But our, our farewell show will be at Conway Hall. Um, That's London. And that will be April 13th. And doors open at six o'clock. And uh, show starts at six uh, 6.30. Um, I'll be signing books. Because by then I'll have two books. As you can see, I'll have Edge of Here and Strong Like Me. So I'll be signing those. And um, yeah, it's just, I mean, everything should be done. I was going to say I should go for something to eat afterwards. You know, I love food so much. And Conway Hall, it's near like, it's a, can I call it like Exmouth Market, them sides there. My geography is terrible, so I could be making that up. But there was a cute restaurant that we went to when I did Trouble Club, which was also at Conway Hall. Um after I, uh, before, no, after I finished, but between waiting to sign books, I went to this Italian restaurant close by, slapped, slapped. So, you know, they gave you proper, proper like portions. Like it's nothing fancy out here. Like get your grub on them things there. I had meatballs, Ugh, me strong. Yeah, it was really nice. So maybe I'll go there, but they might be closed by the time we've all packed out me and the team have packed out of um, Conway Hall. So I'm super excited because I feel like by then, you know, Baby Girl Meets World and Meet Me at the Altar would be well kind of established on the website. So there might be like little nods to those things as well. And maybe I might play clips. So the people who haven't yet joined at that point, I don't know why the fuck they would not have. Um, they'll see clips and they'll be like, oh no, this is cute. And um, they'll come and join and join us on the website. So Yes, we will be having the live show at Conway Hall The 13th of April, doors open at 6pm Like I said, show starts at 6.30 So be prompt, I will call you out as you're coming in um, So yeah, that's happening So tickets are £22 um, for um, um, attending in person Now, I decided to move mad Because I just don't feel like Last year, the shows were very well attended And I feel like it was just a year of contraction generally But because of that, I've gone rather small with the venue So if on Friday 19th of January at 11.11am You go to get your ticket and it's gone That's not my business, (laughs) that's not my problem So yeah, um, Conway Hall is actually 
based on recent years of my live shows, not counting Peckham, it's the smallest venue so far. Um, but I like that because, like I said, by that point, people would be like, what? S-Y-M. So, yeah. So get your tickets. Get your tickets. And if you can't, if you find that you can't get those tickets or you're not even in London, you're not in the UK, them things there, you can um, jump online. You can stream uh, live. You can stream the show. And that will be £11. So you can get yourself a streaming ticket for £11. And the link will be sent to you ahead of the live show. And if you're attending in person, like I said, it's £22. I'm so excited. I think it will just be a great way to see out um, what has been an era, right? A bad girl era. You nuts. Yeah, I'm so proud of myself because many could not cross it. Yeah. And being a solo podcast. For all of these years, I've had great guests on, but ultimately I have been a solo podcast all of these years. I mean, yeah, then we had the stint during lockdown where Sadiq, my brother, was on with me. But ultimately, this has all been me. And that's a massive feat to talk for the hours, the number of hours I must have talked to create this show, to create this podcast. Like, I, I just feel so proud of myself. Like, nobody can chat to me. And predominantly self-produced as well, right? Setting up the camera, setting up the microphone. Like, when will your faith when will your rascal art fave? Okay, so I'm two slaps on my chest. Fucking hell. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really excited about that, that we get to see that through. So like I said, in case you missed it, I'll repeat myself again. 19th, Friday 19th of January at 11, 11 a.m. I believe is when the tickets go on sale. 11, 11 a.m. Um, so yeah. Friday 19th of January I'm sure that's when I said it for Because girl Kelechi Sometimes you'd be lying But I'm sure that's what I said it for So it will just show up On kelechiokarfor.com Forward slash shop The seating uh, is You know you know, first come, first served in terms of um, where you end up sitting. So it's just general admission. You go in, you do your thing. Um, so the earlier you get there, the better seats, I guess, you get in terms of sitting at the front, if that's where you want to sit. Some of you like to be at the back. I understand that. So get your tickets and just show up. I feel like it will be a sick time. And saying that, therefore, the show... February, so the website, so you know, last week I said 29th of January will be when the website goes, the members area goes live. I've moved that to Monday 5th of February to allow space. So 29th will be the last um, episode of Say Your Mind. So actually, that's fine. We've got two more episodes left. Yeah. So 29th of Jan will be the last episode of SYM. And then on the 5th of Feb, which is the next Monday, will be Baby Girl Meets World on the website. Kalechiokarfor.com My pictures on there are currently so cute Like even today I look really cute But that's because I had a little bit of makeup done To do this filming that I was doing in East London But I feel like why don't I look like this all the time You know I need a personal makeup artist Just that I wake up and then they just do a light beat Nothing major just a light beat Um, But yeah Yeah and I've got some cute little trousers on yeah, I just I just feel cute. I just feel cute. <laughs> um, yeah, I I actually need to calm the fuck down and hurry up through this episode. This is how I've just been talking for no reason and then be here for hours. I cannot. I need to go and get Lev. So, um, I I think ultimately the reason I'm um excited about this is because everything seems to be pointed towards like this is just a great decision for me to be doing what I'm doing. I was reading, you know, IJD um or IJAD, however you want it. IJAD anyway on um Twitter, the astrologer that I mention um often, she wrote. Creative oriented people will be the future definition of the word thrive. Those who can trust the trial and error process and rely on their creations to take care of them will unlock a new uh, with, will unlock a next level of life that will simply be inaccessible to those who refuse to tap into their own talents and resources. Begin cracking this code now. 2024 is the preview year for Pluto in Aquarius. Pluto equals resources and survival. Aquarius equals community, the group, society, breakthroughs, cracked codes. Leo, its sister sign, so the sign opposite it, um, equals creativity, creation, to find joy, make something amazing. 
Your creations don't have to be anything spectacular to the whole world. They just have to be amazing to you and those with whom you want to share it with. Pluto in Aquarius is activating the deeper meaning and reward of creativity. And that's why the past several years, so many creatives have been on the rise. More people than ever bringing their own ideas to life and flourishing because of it. I saw that um, just like a couple of days ago and it just sat so well with me because it's exactly that. I don't need like the whole world to think I'm a bad man. Like just like if a small group of people want to explore what I'm on, like if they're fully on what I'm fully on, because I'm not half on it, you see it, then we'll have a great time. Like that's what matters to me. Um, I think that sometimes being on social media can have you chasing a, like the wrong rabbit, if that makes sense. So I'm just not on it. Um, where did I, you know, like my life this January has been very, very low key for me, but astrologically, I kind of knew that it would be like, just rather chill. Like I'm saying rather chill and then videos are going viral as we speak, but it has been rather chill and I've just been in my yard. I meant to be writing my next thing, but my, I've just been a bit tired and all of your tarot readings, I've been doing them, you know, via Zoom. I've had the greatest time talking with so many of you, um, as well as the one the one question tarot readings that people have been buying. So you've pretty much kept me busy. You've kept me busy. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So the only thing I think I did really last week in terms of like going out, I went to Akara, a.k.a. R.A. Akara. Akara is like a fried um, bean fritter. If that's what you want to call it Beautiful I love akara so much It's a, like a Nigerian dish I love it so much And it travelled with the um, African diaspora To places like Brazil Where I think they call it similar They call it akaraje or something So yeah Anyway the restaurant by Aji um, Yeah Yeah Aji he opened it uh, He's the person who's um, The restauranter who opened a, a, a Coco and so I've been to a Coco a couple of times and that's in Fitzrovia. And so this is the new restaurant near Borra and um, it's beautiful. Like I I feel like the Akara itself with the fillings that they put in that you can have like a vegetarian filling. Sorry, I hit the mic. You can have a vegetarian filling or you can have like a pork filling or you can have a prawn filling. I tried the pork and a prawn. It slapped. Um, I went with my friend Daps. And yeah, it was just, re and Daps brought me like lots of games to borrow as well, which was really, really cute. I can't wait to get into the games. So um, to play on my Nintendo Switch. But um, yeah, so I like that. And I felt like the mains, the mains were cute. I'm, I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the rice, like, because you can order rice as a side. I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the rice, but for instance, the octopus with, I feel so bad eating octopus, octopi, like I've, because they just, God. Anyway, there's this um, side dish that you can get, which is like uh, plantain with octopus. Um, and I think it's like, is it kale or something? But it's really nice. That side is nice. The rice though, I can't, I, maybe I need to eat the rice again. I'm not, mm, I'm not sold on the rice. Basically I ordered, is it Poussin? Um, my little chicken. It was, that was tasty. Um, and I think that was pretty much it. I think those were the, and then I had a dessert. We shared a dessert and Daps liked the dessert so much. He ordered two more, right? The drink was nice. The drinks were nice. And um, it it's pricey, pricey. I mean, is it more pricey than the usual kind of places that you know me to go to eat at? I don't necessarily know, but then I don't know. I mean, let me know. I was about to say something so shady, but I'm deciding to be a better person and not beef people and let things go. Um, but no, it's 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 cool. It's it's a nice place. So if you're looking for somewhere cute to go, and to be fair, there were only a few black people that were in that place. I'm saying to be fair, but you get what I mean. Like the white people them seem to be loving it. So if you're a whitey, a whitey, yeah, um, you can go. I think you'll like it. You'll have a great time And for my black people Them I think you'll Really like it As well But a cocoa They do like a puff puff thing Like a puff puff dessert thing That I would have Hoped that they would have Brought through to Akara I just like how cute it is That it all goes with Aji's name Um, Yeah yeah So that's what I've done Oh and then I went to Pappy's Grill I just went to go And pick up food I, I called I was in the office For I want to say 15 hours the other day 
I was just here the entire day, just working and working and working. And so I hadn't eaten anything all day. You know, you can tell that this is a pattern with me by now. But somebody sent me a private chef. And while you're sending me a private chef, you can all get your money together and book me the King's Deluxe Room at the Standard Hotel. I really like staying there because I want to eat hot dog, fries and have sticky toffee pudding as dessert. You know, I love that place. And I guess, wait, if I do the live show in April, maybe I can stay there again. Because I, I have this thing that I do a live show and I stay at the Standard afterwards. So if you want to gift it to me at King's Deluxe Room or higher, who am I to say no? You don't have to get me the hot dog. And the fries and the sticky toffee Like I'll sort that out <laughs> Lol But you know If you know somebody who works at the standard Tell them that this baby girl Has really been giving her heart and soul To the to the masses, to the collective For the longest time Let her have this room for free Come on Anyway um, I say all that to say That I went to um, Puppy's Grill I called, ordered Because they do a really nice fish Like a whole fish and I ordered it with fried yam. And uh, because I feel like 805, if you know, like, if you're not from London and you don't really know Nigerian cuisine like that, everything I'm about to say or have been saying will just sound like bullshit to you, right? But 805 was this like quintessential Nigerian restaurant that people saw as like upscale um, for a number of years. And then now it's just kind of like, no, I feel like the quality has kind of dropped. I'm sorry, 805 owners, but it has like, let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah, the quality has dropped. But one of the things that they were known for was this big croaker fish that you could get and have it with um, plantain and fried jam and all of that stuff. And I don't know, even the quality of fish, I don't know where they're getting that fish, but it's not given. However, Femi, who owns Pappy's Grill in New Cross, his fish is sublime. I think he's even called Femi Fish. That, what a name. That's Fish is not actually his last name, but people just have known him by that all of these years. And I went there to the restaurant to eat a little while ago for somebody's pre-wedding dinner. Um, and yeah, that was really cute. The food was really cute even then. Um, so I, I, I'd like whenever I can order food from there. So anyway, I ordered from there the other day, went to pick up my fish and it was perfect. And you can sit in, there's a parking is a bit shagged in that area. So you might want to go when you can park for free, like after a certain time, but I really like the food at Pappy's Grill. I really do. Um, but so I just thought I'd give you some options of places that I've eaten in this last few in these last few days. So Akara, if you're doing upscale, if you're taking out a baby girl or a baby person, you know you want to do it nicely. You can go to Akara. But if you're just doing a more chilled vibe, um, but you still want great food, I would say Papi's Grill. Look at these black men, these Nigerian men coming through and being restauranteurs. Okay. Okay, calm down. But, um, and of course, you know, I love Chishuru. I love my girl, Joke Bakare. Like her food slaps. That's my fave. Um, anyway, let's get into tarot for this week. I really feel like I've talked enough. Let's see. The letter for this week says, Kelechi, um, a baby girl needs your help to PIP a butterfly, to pip a butterfly. <laughs> hey, Kelechi. I just wanted to first mention how proud I am of you and the work you're doing. You're an icon and the soothing voice I turn to that helps remind me I'm not alone in this Babylon. Thank you. So I call this letter to PIP, to Pip a Butterfly. I'm a 27-year-old creative. I studied fashion design in university. I got a job at a company that shall not be named as an assistant um, designer. I joined in 2020 and found myself being pushed out about a year later pushed out about a year later. I haven't had a real promotion or any success in this company. My confidence, self-esteem has been destroyed. I've been put on PIP, performance improvement plan, basically micromanage you out of the company multiple times. I had difficulties to the point I took sick leave for about five months in 2022 because I had intense depression and suicidal ideation. I came back because I was um, unsuccessful with finding another job to move into. I live by myself and have plenty of bills to pay. So I know I should leave, but the nine to five has me in captivity. After I took sick leave and returned to Babylon, I worked hard on finding a creative outlet and learned to make jewelry. I feel in my bones that starting a jewelry business is my path. Building my own brand is what I'm supposed to be doing. 
However, in 2023, I'm experiencing the same problems again. I'm on a PIP at work and now, and now I know God is telling me to leave and I'd love to leave, but I don't have enough money to build my business without a stable job. I need to pay bills and have no job to move into. I'm scared, concerned, anxious, stressed, all of the above. My question is, how do I find calm and peace in this chaos? My life feels like it's falling apart, but this jewelry business is my light in the darkness. How do I find my cool and focus on building myself up again? I know I'm talented. I know I'm capable, but I'm carrying a lot of mental weight, negativity and doubt. My son is in Aquarius, moon in Aquarius, ascendant in Virgo. I hope this wasn't too vague. Any help would be much appreciated from a butterfly on PIP. Oh, my baby girl, my baby girl. First thing I want to say is that I think that I'm reading this. I feel that I'm reading this letter at the right time because by next week, Pluto is going to start doing its thing in Aquarius. And I think that it's going to be coming for you. You've got your sun in Aquarius, moon in Aquarius. Wow. Sun represents father, moon represents mother in a chart. Um, ascendant in Virgo, very cute. So that means your seventh house is Pisces, betray cute. Um, I feel what I'll say to you is that you are trying to have structure when structure isn't actually your bag. When you have a sun and moon in Aquarius, baby. Baby, <laughs> that's that's not <laughs> that's not gonna work. Yeah, there's just gonna be sudden, unexpected changes. But these are all divine instructions to get you on the path that you need to be on. Because I say that because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. Uranus deals with in, um, like innovation. Basically, you know what I just read out from Jade about those who just need to forge their own path because and do things, not worry about the bigger picture, just do things because they love it and have people follow them while they do this thing, they'll be fine. Like you'll be fine. I'm not saying like leave right now, but I'm getting a strong sense that you're not utilizing technology enough. And that would be very beneficial to you because you're in Aquarius sun and moon and Uranus, Uranus deals with technology. So it'll be super useful for you. And you're a Virgo rising as well. Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So there's this idea. And I think um, when you consider Mercury being the planet of communication, and then you've got sun and moon in um, Aquarius, which is about the collective, about the group, um, uh, about hopes and wishes, you really have to take a chance on yourself, but you definitely need to utilize social media more. And isn't it ironic that I'm telling so many more of you when you write your letters in that you need to use social media more, but not me, not I and I, you lot. But then let me be an example in it. As reluctant as I've been about social media or now am about social media, has it not helped me in so many ways to be where I am? So I'm saying to you, as somebody that's done, you know, tried and tested the thing, like this is what you need to be doing. Utilize social media more. And don't worry about delivering um, picture perfect sort of clips and things like that. Like I don't enjoy videos where it's very... You know, like somebody's gone to some kind of media school and they've said to them, this is how you make a video that engages your audience. No, the fuck it isn't. It isn't. You've got to think about not just delivering like, oh, this has to be, you know, prim and proper. Think about the audience that you're trying to engage with. These lot are like making videos and running around on their phone. They don't need you to be delivering some high end fucking something, you know, like they just want to, they, people feel the passion that you have regardless. Some of the, my favorite people on TikTok, their cameras are wonky, like all of the things that they put their cameras in really weird angles, but they are incredible content creators. They are amazing. And also because of Pluto in Aquarius, we're entering into a time over the next 20 years where the everybody, as Andy Warhol, I know that he had some bullshit, fuck shit that he was doing, but he said like at some point, everybody would have had their five minutes of fame, right? Due to Pluto in Aquarius and apps like, you know, TikTok and so yeah, all the social media stuff, right? The average person will have a level of fame, you know, relative to them, right? So they make videos and then like it's the... It's changing how we see celebrity. Like I said, that's crumbling because people are like, why the fuck do we care about you? And at the same time, people are valuing more the people who seem to be doing things for the collective. And therefore, it would make sense why the average everyday person then builds a, um, 
a sort of platform and gains, um, you know, viewership and a following because it's relatable. And no, notice how the BBL sort of aesthetic started changing when Pluto first entered into Aquarius and um, the, what is it? The Calabasas clan um, called the Kardashians, they started removing all of their, you know, their um, uh, implants and things like that. And everybody's going for a more, quote unquote, relatable look, even though now the girlies are on Zempic or Wigovi or whatever the hell. And um, they're going for like super skinny people balance, you know, things balance out in the end. But the reason I'm saying all of this is that things change. And usually what we say is that, oh yeah, trends change every so often. But if you follow planetary cycles, you'll see why they do and where they are likely to be moving next. So this is an opportune time for you to build a following because people don't necessarily want to see brands, faceless brands anymore. They want to see people. I hit the mic again. You have, they want to see the people behind the brand and they don't want to see the people behind the brand being like, Ooh, ho, 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 pip, pip, ho, ho. No, they want to see like real shit. Like they want to be able to relate because that's why the people, the TikTokers are thriving because they are relatable. Right. So, and so this is why it's important for you with the jewelry business to get that camera out, get your camera out. You don't need no fancy camera. Just get your phone out, um, put it on a tripod or something and show the process of when you're making jewelry. Show us the before, the during, the after you modeling the jewelry on yourself, like show us things, choose the cool music that's trending at the moment, you know, put that with it and start doing those sorts of things. Um, that will be beneficial for you. You can't just be making the jewelry and then be sitting in the darkness of your bedroom or sitting in the darkness of your apartment. What the fuck? You know, get it out there. Get it out there and you'll be surprised because of Pluto's entrance into Aquarius. Randomly, somebody will see your video. Randomly, that shit will go viral and then boom, you've got how many orders? Are you ready for the orders that are coming in? Are you? You have to think about these things. Are you prepared for your own abundance? Because too often we'll be like, God bless me, God bless me. Have you prepared the table for the blessing to land? Instead, the table's dirty. Instead, the tablecloth is all over the place. Like what? Prepare the table for your abundance. Prepare the table for your feast. Don't worry about how the feast is actually going to get there. Just prepare the fucking table, right? So this, oh God, <laughs> spirit's really speaking through me, boy. Um, prepare the table, innit? Um, and so I feel like that's ultimately the message. And I think about you and I think about me, right? And I think about us being um, a pair of Wellington boots, right? You see a pair of Wellington boots and you think, and this message has been kind of niggling at me for a while and I didn't understand why. And then I opened your message and now I get it. You see a pair of Wellington boots in the summer. There's no rain, there's no mud. Unless you lot that don't like to bathe when you go to Glastonbury, but that's another story. Um, and I think that's in the spring anyway. But um, you see a pair of Wellington boots out of season when it's not needed, and you'll be like, ha, 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 ha. look, Wellington boots. Ha, 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 ha. Until the rain comes, until the mud arrives, then you understand the need for the Wellington boots. And I think that so many of us are Wellington boots. Yeah. We're Wellington boots because right now with the way that society is it or the way that society was, our societies were, we didn't feel like we made sense in a grand scheme of things. We just felt out of sorts, right? Useless or just like not fitting in with the crowd. And now the weather is changing and suddenly the, we the Wellington boots are useful. So if there is a time or you're having a time in your life right now where you're feeling like a Wellington boot, understand that your season is coming where you will find, you will see why you were a Wellington boot all along. Your purpose will be made or your purposes will be made more clear to you. But anyway, let's pull some cards because I was just really talking to you um, intuitively there, but let's pull some cards and see what um, it's saying for you. Um, Let's see, move my phones out of the way. So what's the message for our butterfly baby girl spirit? What do you want her to know? Honorable ancestors, ascended masters. Yeah. Okay. So the first card we've got is the seven of wands in reverse. And so I feel like what you're being told in this situation is that Omar, 
how many times these people then go put you on PIP? Uh-uh. How many times you want these lot to put you on PIP? At some point, you have to stand down, my G. You know, and we've got six of cups in reverse here. There's no chance of reconciliation and it's fucking with your self-esteem to find yourself in the same situation over and over again where it's not that you're not great. You know that. And it's like you say, it's not that you're not capable, but you're in an, you're in an environment that is telling you the opposite of who you know yourself to be. So why would one remain in such environment, in such an environment? And this, we've got the night, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the knight of pentacles in reverse, um, which says to me that oh, there's a, there's an opportunity headed your way that can only come your way if you are willing to take the risk and back out of this thing. Even if it's like go and get a temp job or something, but you need to come out of a permanent position. You need to come out of that permanent position. And we've got the seven of pentacles here, which is saying to you about patience and it's important to plant the seeds. You have to plant the seeds in order for something to grow. Right. And I think that you are planting the seeds by making your jewelry, but you also have to make sure that the jewelry can actually be seen by people, um, which is why maybe I was um, inclined to tell you so much about thinking about social media and how you use it. This card fl uh, flew out. Two of swords. You have to believe in yourself. I think cognitively in your mind, you know that you're capable in your mind. You know that you're intelligent and you can do this. But I think in your heart. There is, um, there's some restriction. Why is the, why is spirit saying this? That there's some restriction in your heart. That you're not seeing the full picture because there's fear here. You're fearful of what's to come of this. And um, you're a sun in Aquarius. You're a moon in Aquarius. So you're an air sign and two of swords. Swords represent the moon. Sorry, swords represent air. Is what I meant to say. And then we've got three of wands. Um, and she's here being creative. She's drawing, she's writing things, she's planning things out at her table. And then she's looking outwards um, at the ships or the boats that are on the water. So I feel like this is talking to you about seeing the bigger picture. Like currently you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're held in a space of fear that if I don't have this job, then I can't pay bills and I can't do this. But what do the bills mean when you're having suicidal ideations? Like, babes, let's keep it buck. Like, is it worth what is this job worth what it's doing to you? And even me, I'm sorry, I'm getting vexed at the fact that there are people in your workplace right now who feel like because they've got you on performance in, um, improvement plan or whatever the fuck that you're not, you're not that girl, that you're not that, you're not that bad B. Please, please get out, get out and show compassion for yourself. It's this society that teaches us that we must work, work, work Like with Rihanna Work, 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 work Yeah, Queen of Cups comes out here You're not giving to yourself enough You're not showing enough compassion to yourself You think you have to be in this situation Let's think like a thief Baby, first I told you that you're a Wellington boot And now I'm telling you you need to think like a thief Not think like a man like Steve Harvey said Because you don't even know Um Eight of Cups comes up is another card as well that you're being asked to walk away. I'm walking away. I was watching Craig David on TikTok actually. People were saying that he added the sounds of the waves um, post production to the TikTok video, but I don't really know those things. I can't speculate. But um, from the troubles in my life, I'm walking away. Oh, to find a better day. You have to walk away. Um, sometimes some people get me wrong But what is something I've said or done Go and listen to the whole song I feel like that's a message for you um, That people are getting you wrong And when you allow constantly for people to um, misjudge your divinity It can stick so you need to get out of the environment, basically. And like I said, think like a thief. Think like a thief in the sense of like, what are the short term things that you can do so you can let this long term thing go? And that will make more space for you to do your thing with um, jewelry, because that would be really, really great for you. Um, that would be really great for you. This is the time to do exactly that. Um, and I feel like the jewelry, I'm seeing silver, I'm seeing crystals, um, I'm seeing like tech bits. I don't know why how you would implement that. But I just see like maybe cute little charms that look like maybe phones and things like that, um, that they would do really well. Microphones, they would do really well for you. 
So we've got from the Dickhead and Recovery Affirmation Card deck, we've got to cuss or not to cuss. That is the question. I am responsible for the answer. And I think that the reason that this has come out is because, you, as you know, this job is frustrating you. And every day you're trying to decide whether to cuss or not to cuss when you could just leave. And I believe that with a lot of situations, rather than cussing somebody out constantly because they don't want to change or the environment is not getting any better, sometimes just pack your load and go. Right? Just do it. Um, the next card you got is I am cute I am blessed I am funny as fuck So that's a reminder for you From your spirit guides Like baby Like you are so deeply loved And you are so so wonderful Treat yourself like You know that you're a bad bee Yeah Treat yourself Like you're that amazing Wellington boot That is just waiting for her season Because I feel like your season Is actually now but like I said, you, you're, it's about preparing that table. That's the only thing that's missing. Your table is not yet ready. Prepare the table and all else will follow suit. So I pray that that resonates with you. Thank you for sending that in. Um, the next thing, I guess that's tarot done. If you want your to get a tarot reading, you can buy a gift card for 111 for 111 pounds, 111. And once you've bought it on my website, send the code, the gift card code to um, my PA, PA at kelechiocarfor.com. That's Vanessa. And um, ask for dates that you can be booked in and we'll work out a mutually convenient time for me to read for you. It seems like a straightforward process so far because so many of you have been doing it. Um, if you're like, girl, I ain't got that. There's £22 one question readings You can get those as well Or if you need an express reading Like you need me to get back to you within 24 hours You can um, buy the £66 one question tarot reading And that's all I have available for now So I hope that it helps in some way Magnificence What do I have for my share your magnificence It says here Remembering Tim Herndall On this day in 2004 British photography student uh, Student Tom Herndall, oh, sorry, I said Tim, Tom Herndall um, died in a hospital in London, having never regained consciousness after being shot in the head by an Israeli sniper nine months earlier while volunteering in the International Solidarity Movement, ISM, in the Gaza Strip. Um, so that happened on the 13th of January in 2004. Um, born on the 27th of November, 1981, or Sag was this Sagittarius? In London, um, Tom Herndall was a photography student at Manchester Metropolitan University, ISM volunteer and an activist against the Israeli occupation of Palestinian territories. His photographs and journal entries captured the often distressing and occasionally inspiring moments he witnessed and lived through while staying with local families in Iraq, in a Jordanian refu um, refugee camp and in the Gaza Strip. In early 2003, Herndall joined the anti-war movement against the Iraq invasion, relocating there before moving to Jordan to contribute to medical aid for Iraqi refugees. It was during this time that he discovered the ISM, an organization advocating nonviolent protest against the Israeli military in the occupied West Bank and Gaza Strip. On the 6th of April 2003, Tom moved to Rafah in the Gaza Strip hoping to document the oppressive living conditions of the Palestinians. His journals reflect a dramatic change in tone upon his arrival in Palestine as he began emailing images of the Israel Defense Forces and Palestinians back to his family. No one could say I wasn't seeing what needs to be seen now, he wrote. He even noted the death of a 23-year-old Rachel Corey, who had been crushed to death on the 16th of March 2003 by an Israeli armoured bulldozer while trying to stop a Palestinian home from being destroyed. I wonder how few or many people heard it on the news and just counted it as another death, just another number. On the 11th of April, Herndall, along with fellow ISM activists, aimed to set up a peace tent on a road in Rafa to impede IDF tank patrols. It was then that Israeli snipers Snipers began shooting. As they sought cover, the young man noticed a group of children in the line of fire. Some had run for cover, but three children stood paralyzed in fear. Um, he sprinted to where the children were, picked one up and carried her to safety. When he went to collect a second child, he was shot in the head by an IDF soldier. Um, Taser Al-Habe, um, bleeding on the ground. Less than a week after his move to Palestine, Tom Herndall was unarmed when he was shot. 
wearing a bright orange jacket, identifying him as an international volunteer, as was Rachel Corey when she was killed and was plainly visible to Israeli sniper towers. According to um, other ISM activists, there was no shooting or resistance coming from the Palestinian side at all. It was reported that an ambulance came very quickly to where Herndal lay about two minutes after the shooting. However, it was then delayed by the Israelis for up to two hours. Herndal was taken to a hospital in Rafa, where he was declared to be clinically dead. Transferred by the IDF to a hospital in Beersheba, he was kept on a ventilator and operated on. From there, he was flown six weeks later to the Royal Hospital for Neurodisability in London. The brain damage was irreversible, and after nine months in a persistent vegetative state, he died on the 13th of January 2004. He was 22 years old. Meanwhile, the IDF's initial routine internal inquiry claimed that Herndor was accidentally shot in the crossfire and implied that his ISM group served as human shields. However, this account was contested by witnesses who insisted that he was struck by a rifle bullet while attempting to protect Palestinian children rather than being caught in any crossfire. The Herndal family applied pressure on the Israeli and British governments, prompting the then British Foreign Secretary Jack Straw to order an additional investigation in October 2003. Eventually, in 2005, sniper Al-Heb was convicted of manslaughter by an Israeli court and sentenced to eight years in prison, of which he served six and a half years, it being declared that he no longer poses any danger. During his trial, the soldier claimed that a policy of shooting unarmed civilians was in place at the time. On the very street where Tom was shot, two children had been shot just days before, said human rights activist Raphael Cohen, who was with Tom Herndl on the day that he was shot. This is why he and the rest of the group went to that spot to protest against the shooting of children as they played outside their homes. There has never been any investigation into the shootings of those children. Indeed, the killing of Palestinians by Israeli soldiers and police and illegal settlers um, rarely leads to convictions. Um, according to the Telegraph, Herndl's sister, Sophie, said that her family wasn't informed by the Israeli authorities about Al-Heb's release. Instead, the news was delivered by the British Foreign Office. We have not had time to regroup or work or out what is going on we had we have barely had time to process the news and we all feel angry and shocked she said adding that they had long feared such a thing would happen we had to deal we have to deal with cover-ups and lies a total lack of accountability throughout and this is in line with that is symptomatic. She added that the family was not so much angry about um, Habe's actions, but rather the IDF's and Israeli authorities' casual attitudes when it comes to harming Palestinian civilians. To be honest, it's about the system, not the man himself. This man who shot Tom was the same age as him. He is both the victim and the killer. He is part of a system that proactively encourages soldiers to target Palestinian civilians. The soldiers' early release, she added, sent a message to all uh, to Israeli soldiers that they can act with impunity. So many innocent people were killed in so many horrific ways. They just don't seem to care about anyone. Tom Herndl's sister expressed her anger at at and disappointment in her own government and Labour Prime Minister Tony Blair. It's incredibly sad. One of the things that happened to me since my brother was killed is that I have lost faith in humanity, oh baby. I cannot believe that people can do such things and that my own government can sit by and keep quiet. The Herndl family, especially Tom's mother, Jocelyn and Sophie, um, continue to be active in the Palestine solidarity movement along with his close friends. His contribution to the cause has been honoured through conferences, a film and a book so I have to say Tom large up your chest in the spiritual realm because <sighs> ah, I can't even articulate what I feel so much pain and rage at the state of things and the idea that we've got to tolerate this fuckery because gov certain governments say so honestly like fuck the government absolutely fuck them to hell to the hottest part of hell like fuck them and my heart goes out to all of the people whose lives have because there have been so many whose lives have been lost 
um, who one could say, oh, they're not part of the conflict. Why are they? But we have to understand that we're all connected and there are people who have gone out to show their solidarity long before I even like really deeped Wagwan. There have been 22 year olds, people who have been out there, even younger, who have been about the cause from day dot. And to them, I salute you because your work has not been in vain. Of course, what would be preferred if, is if you were alive right now. But it's understanding that because of the things that you did, um, that the courage that you had, it's meant that now look at people out in the streets, people across the world saying no, that this shit can't run any longer. So I, I two slaps on your chest, honestly, I'm in awe. And again, fuck the IDF and fuck the Israeli government. Um, and fuck Tony Blair, to be honest. Let's I'm gonna put that in there as well. And Rishi and Keir, fuck them all. Yes. Um speaking of all of this stuff that's happening though, um I was reading about N- Namibia. Namibia, um, because why? Germany was saying or is saying that, oh, what's happening in Palestine is not genocide, that Israel isn't committing genocide, and it's like, girl, shut the fuck up. Of, of all the people like you, of course, would know you would you would jump up when you hear genocide, wouldn't you? And when you think about what was done to the Namibians, you know, I've covered this on the podcast before. But the fact that that was a Holocaust, that was genocide between 1904 and 1908 that happened to the Herero people in um, Namibia or how it was known there was like West South uh, Africa, you know, German South Africa, whatever they called it. Um just the audacity of colonialism, right? And then when the people are pushing back, you're like, yeah, we're going to bury them alive in the desert and we're going to starve them. We're not going to give them water. And then we're going to run these concentration camps. And Zoe Samudzi um, makes a point, Apex was sharing this with me, Apex Zero, that it's not right. Because in my video that I made that's now being shared, I talk about the fact that they trialed the concentration camps in, in Namibia first. And Zoe pushes back and she's like, no, no, no. It was never a trial. That was full-blown genocide. It wasn't like, oh, we'll do this and then we'll go and do it over here. No, they were. it was It was a concerted effort to eradicate, to exterminate, as they would see it, the, um, the Herero people. Like, it, it, was, it was deliberate to kill all of these people. And then you're talking about reparations later on. Not even reparations, but you don't want to call it that because you don't want to, you don't really want to apologize for this um, atrocity. So they're like, oh yeah, well, we'll give you 1.1 billion euros over 30 years. Fuck off. And it's not even going to the people who were affected or their descendants or anything like that. It's going to the government. And the government, when you consider the fact that 6% of um, the population in in Namibia are German and they own 70% of the land. That's fucked up. That's very, very fucked up. So Namibia, I'm glad that you jumped in and said, ha, Germany, you of all people, you need to shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted to share that basically. And as for So You Mad, Oh God, I was listening to Jonathan Majors basically praising, this is going to be a short episode, Jonathan Majors praising Megan Good for sticking by his side. Um, God, a mess. And again, well, let me see if I can even play the clip, see if it comes up. Let's see. Yeah, make sure it's not there anymore. Through it all, Majors' new girlfriend, actress Megan Good, has remained by his side, even present for our interview. How would you describe your relationship? She's an angel. She's held me down like... Like a a Coretta. God! I'm so blessed to have her, you know. The relationship is still fresh, but, you know, I think I, I found her. Now, he wore that turtleneck. He wore that turtleneck and really thought, he wore that black turtleneck and he really thought that he did something there. He is an actor. Jonathan Majors is a fantastic actor. And as a fellow actor, he was acting when he said all of that stuff. The pauses, the little smiles when he did them, even the corner that he looked to with his eyes as he was saying it, it's like a rehearsed thing. Um, That's what I noticed anyway as an actor. And I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Sometimes when people give their... uh, quote unquote emotional performances online and other people are like, oh my God, I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. 
And this is one of those cases where it's just like, boy, be quiet. You were calling the white girl that you were brucking up the other week or the other, you know, before. You were telling her that you need her to be Coretta. A white girl should be Coretta. And now you're saying Megan Good is correct. Like, why are you obsessed with Coretta King? Why are you obsessed with this woman? And I love that. I think it was Bernice King, who's uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s. Oh, um, new why is it playing again? Let me stop that. Um, who is Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta's child. She said, um, yeah, Bernice King. She said, my mother wasn't a prop. She was a peace advocate before she met my father and was instrumental in him speaking out against the Vietnam War. Please understand, my mama was a force. And I feel like that needed to be said about Coretta Scott King because I don't know why Jonathan Majors keeps reaching for her as if she's like this person um, that isn't her own person. Like she's a person that isn't her own person. Or she's like my Coretta. You were beating up women. I don't like... Any woman that's standing by your side Knowing that you were beating up another I, I don't know if Coretta Scott King Would have been about that I don't know Because now everybody's just flinging out the name Coretta Anyhow, no No Because again, it's that whole respectability politics thing Like a good black woman sticks by your side No matter what you do Absolutely not <laughs> Absolutely not Actually Absolutely not so I don't know what Megan thinks she's doing And I don't know how that's going to help her future acting roles And stuff if this is where they're finding you girl Have some shame Like purchase some shame Purchase some embarrassment um, And then I was reading about the court documents About um, Richard Branson And, um, and uh, Nance Andrew uh, Through this whole Jeffrey Epstein case And they're saying that there might be videos And then the lawyers are saying no there are no videos I'm starting to think any white man that has an island, Egbomi <laughs> Dada, hear me carefully. Any white man that has an island, a private island, I don't know. I don't know. It's looking really, really, really funny in the lights. Yeah, that's what I have to say. Like, uh, why, why must your island be private? Why, what are you doing there? Because now I'm just a bit uncomfortable. I, I have issues. I have questions, in fact. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to share for that. Um, what did I put? The well, I, I was straw of the week is quite broad. I'm straw of the week. I also put, um, aka suck your mom. That I can't believe that we really have um broadcasters in this UK that knew that South African lawyers were at the um, International Court of Justice um, presenting a very, very solid case, presenting incredible evidence, which included some of our social media posts about the genocide in Palestine and how Israel, what Israel is doing is committing a genocide. And on the first day when they presented that case, when they presented that evidence, incredible it wasn't broadcast on any of the British, except for Al Jazeera, but I'm talking about the conk, conk British broadcasters. They didn't put out anything, not Sky News, not CNN, not BBC, none of them, man. None of them put anything out. But the next day, when Israel, when the Israel, um, Israel, um, Israel's lawyers, when it was their time, they didn't even come prepared, couldn't find their notes. It was, oh, it was giving shambolic. It was giving, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a eck, because none of you, man, can do me nothing. That's what it was given because it was horrendous. But suddenly we could have live streaming. Suddenly Sky News was offering live streaming when it was time for Israel to present their rebuttal or whatever the case may be. Like, how dare you motherfuckers? You will turn around to people like me and be like, oh, editorial policy, editorial policy. You'll be beating people over the head all the time with editorial policy. And we must um, exp- we must show um, uh, impartiality. You're not impartial, you motherfuckers. You're not impartial. You're just lying all the time. It's clear to us now that you're not impartial. And I feel like it's important for this to be noted going forward because nobody's come and tell me about any fucking editorial policy. Because you don't follow it when you, when you don't want to. Like all the, It seems like all the bets are off. All bets are off. People can do whatever they want now. That's mad to me. Absolutely. Um, And then I've just seen some really... Really 
random things, really sad things. But I was reading about Christopher Capessa, 13 years old, who died after being pushed into a river in Wales. And the CPS decided not to charge, claiming it was a foolish prank. His mum has now spoken um, of how her family was beaten, urinated on and received hate mail in the lead up to his death. I don't want to go into the thing too much because I feel like my heart is so, so sore. But um, it says here, Christopher Capessa, um, Capessa 13 drowned in the river Sinan of Sinan near Fernhill, South Wales in 2019 while playing with friends. That reminds me of Shukri Abdi. Are we not concerned that little black children are going to play with little white children near water and they end up drowning and then the Crown Prosecution Service or whoever the judges will be like, oh, they didn't mean anything by it. You are legitimizing the hatred and the villainous character or characters of these children. I don't want to hear about their children. No, 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 because they killed. They they were able to kill. So you can't tell me anything. And so we're still looking for justice for Shukri Abdi. And now you're we're, now we're talking about Christopher Capessa. Like parents, if you're listening to this, please don't go chasing Warafa. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Not even stick to the rivers and the lakes. Stop letting your children go and meet these children. They're no more. Oh, mommy, I want to go and play. No, no, no. I'm not even trying to do up segregation, the irony of it, right? But no, no, it's actually getting out of hand because what will you actually do? God forbid something happens to your child. What will you now do? Because the, the, the legal system will not back you if your black child gets drowned by little white kids. They're not going to back you. So you can't be, oh, for the sake of our oh, community, community, you keep allowing your children, like, no more. No more because soon a next type of justice will have to take over. I'm not even talking about doing anything to the kids in that sense. I'm saying like the parents that raise these kids, like, what the fuck are you doing? <sighs> the mother of a teenage boy who drowned in a river while playing with friends has told an inquest her family suffered racial abuse before her son's death. Um... Another boy, then age 14, was seen pushing Christopher from a ledge into the water. The South Wales Central Coroner's Court in Pontypridd was, um, well, they heard. Christopher, who could not swim, immediately got into difficulty and boys, including the one who allegedly pushed him, jumped in to help. Ah, oh, God. How are the 14-year-olds going to help? Like, how? How? They can barely... You know, they're strong swimmers for themselves, maybe. You can't really be saving another one. And you're saying that they jumped in to help. I don't know if they went and pushed him in further. I don't know. Um, however, he could not be saved. The boy who pushed Christopher was not prosecuted by the Crown Prosecution Service, which said at the time it was not in the public interest to do so. Interesting. Having ruled the incident as a foolish prank, but he didn't push, push the white children in, just the black boy. Christopher's family later accused the CPS and South Wales police of institutional racism for not prosecuting the suspect, though the decision was upheld by the High Court in 2022. At an inquest into Christopher's death on Monday, his mother, Alina Joseph, told the hearing of the abuse her family suffered while living in the village of um, Herwarn between 2012 and 2018. She and her seven children had moved to South Wales from London in 2011, first living in Pontypridd before settling in Herwarn. I'm sorry, Welsh people, I'm butchering you lots of things and um, while living there the children especially experienced so much negative and horrific treat uh, treatment from other members of the community and at times we all felt very isolated because of such treatments nevertheless it was very difficult because the children wanted to play outside of the house and most of the time it ended up bad for my children she told the inquest that christopher's older brother gloddy had been assaulted that the family had received racial hate letters through the post and had stuff written on the outside walls which was racist miss joseph said another of her sons daniel who were um also who was also involved in an incident in which he was allegedly driven at by a motorist who had previously knocked the house door to tell me that Daniel needs to stop talking to her daughter. The police said there was not much they could do for me, she told the inquest. The inquest heard that in, all, in another alleged incident, a boy urinated on Christopher and his younger sister. She also told the court Christopher had allegedly been assaulted in the local co-op store and required hospital treatment. Obviously by this time and due to the previous encounters with the police, I did not bother calling them or reporting the incident to the police because I'd given up on calling them. The family ceased to make complaints to the police regarding their experience with racist abuse because they were dissatisfied with their response on every prior occasion. 
The family moved out after a house fire in May 2018. And Ms. Joseph alleged that on the day of the fire, police officers spoke with the children without the presence of her or a guardian. The police officer turned around and told me that it was Christopher who started the fire. The family were dissatisfied with how the police treated Christopher on this occasion, she said. Ms. Joseph also claimed Christopher was racially abused at secondary school by another child who was excluded for a day. One teenager told the inquest he saw another boy who cannot be named for legal reasons push Christopher into the water with his hands. I had clear view of what happened, the 17-year-old said. Everybody for a few seconds didn't know if he could swim or not and there wasn't a panic and then people realised he couldn't swim. People jumped in to try and help him. I think he was flailing and trying to keep himself above the water. The hearing continues. Fuck the South South Wales police. Fuck all of that. Fuck all of that. I'm... I just... I don't know what we can say anymore. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I'm at a loss for words and that is very rare for me. And I don't know. But child, I'm going to leave this here. I'm done. I, I need to go. Um, It's been a short and sweet episode, I believe. And thank you for tuning in as always. Um, I'm, don't know, I'm sending all of the love to Christopher's mum. And the family And honestly There is something afoot And we need to be more aware In terms of culture The cultures in this country And how they can um, Weirdly focus on black children And hurt them It's not okay It's really not But that's that That's me I'm done Um, Like I said uh, What what is it? April Sorry January 19th Friday January 19th 11.11am Tickets go on sale For the live show That will be happening On April 13th um, At Conway Hall I hope to see you there um, Whether live Or whether you're streaming And so yeah I've been Kalechi Okafor And this has been SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What What Kirstama Suck Your Mum Catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. If you sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are gossiping here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.